1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. How about we start with an update in sales to kick off the show this week? Let's do that. So November has started off very strong. So the first three weeks of November have been pretty reflective of what happened last November. So, you know, surprising last November was pretty strong. So we weren't sure which way November would go, especially after, you know, having five months of increases. Uh, We're probably going to end up very flat for November compared to last November. And are you fairly happy with that flat line that's coming in terms of, you know, the numbers this month? Yeah. You know, anytime you get four or five months of increases, you know, you're, you're going to be due for a slower month. If we can, if we can finish just over a thousand sales like we had for November 2017, I think everyone will be fairly happy with that. And you believe you're on track to do that? We are. So, you know, in the first, uh, first few weeks, we were pretty even. We were a few sales short of, of that mark, but we'll see a little bit of a flurry at the end of the month. And, you know, as we head into December, we're expecting December to start off really strong as well and possibly continue into the the 15th, 20th of the month. Really? You expect to see that kind of activity uh, late into the year? There's a lot of pent-up demand. So if you think about how slow it was earlier on in the year, there's still a lot of people out there that are still looking for houses. You know, we're on pace for 83,000 homes sold, which is shy, about 10,000 shy of what we did the previous year. So you're going to have that these people come out now and and continue not only through the winter months, but also, you know, start off spring really strong. And you talked about, you know, no pun intended, the flurry of activity. We're starting to see a little bit of that white stuff out there. Is that going to affect um, how many people are out looking at homes, buying or selling? It really does. I mean, even when it's just cold, even if there's not a lot of snow, but if it's just cold, that still affects us. So, you know, the people that are going out and looking right now are going to be very serious because if you're putting on a coat and a hat and gloves and boots to go out and look at houses, you've got to be pretty serious. Now, in terms of, you know, looking ahead to December, uh, there are many people out there who take some holiday time during that period. Do you think there is going to be greater activity near the end of the month as well when maybe there is that break from work and they might take the opportunity to, you know, shop around? You do. The last week, you know, the weekend between Christmas and and just before people start going back to work and, and the kids get back to school, there generally is a little bit of a, a, a rush in, in terms of people wanting to get out. There's also people that want to jump the gun and get their homes ready. So they want to beat the spring market. So they want to get up. So you've also got those people out there looking to see, is there anything out there that I can buy in order for me to put my house on the market? So it does get busy during that last week. So let's take a look at some of the specifics numbers here in York Region. What can you tell us? Aurora pretty much has the same amount of active listings. If we look at active listings, it's almost the same as last year. Last year, if you remember, we had a lot of inventory. The only thing different this year is that we're starting to, in the last five months, we're starting to sell more homes. So if you have the same amount of inventory, but you're selling a lot more now, 
you're going to start to see those multiple offers creep mm. back in again into the picture. Because demand so, is there. That window that we were talking about for buyers and we we're saying it was going to close soon, that is coming to a close. So if you're a buyer out there, you want to get out there and scoop up a property now before they start to sell. And now you're going to be limited to what you have out there. Now you're going to start competing. And beyond Aurora, what else are you seeing across the region? We're seeing East Gwillimbury as one of the hotter markets. East Gwillimbury has sold more year to date than they did last year. So that's, uh, you know, more people moving out towards East Gwillimbury area. The quieter markets you're seeing are Georgina. Georgina is at about 50% of what they sold last year. They were one of the ones that took the hardest hit. And there's so much inventory uh, in Georgina right now. Stouffville, another very hard hit market. They're struggling to meet their numbers uh, for the month. For the year, they're not too bad. When you look at markets like Markham, Richmond Hill, Newmarket, these are markets that, again, were hit really hard at the beginning of the year, but they're chipping away at that gap and they're starting to close it. They were down about 50, 60 percent at the beginning of the year, and now you're seeing that gap between 20 and 30 percent. So they've made up a lot of ground in the last five months, which is great to see. Now, in terms of Georgina, are you comfortable speaking about what specifically is happening there and why you think they're struggling? Georgina last year was a very affordable market when everything else was in the millions of dollars. People could buy a home in Georgina near the water for 600000 700000 And as soon as that day in April hit, the market just stopped overnight in Georgina. So now you've got a, a more realistic price point of 450 420 in that area. And the people in Georgina that had seen their neighbors sell for eight hundred or seven hundred thousand, they haven't come to terms with the fact that that's not market value. So they're still trying to get a little bit more, but the the buyer is very savvy and they know that it's not worth that. So that's the struggle that we're having in Georgina right now. For a listener who's out there right now and looking for a home, where is that affordable place in the region? You've got a lot of pockets throughout the region that are affordable. So even in Markham, you can still get a home in Cornell for around six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars uh, You've got little pockets all over. Richmond Hill has a few of those pockets. Uh, if you go out to Stouffville, you're still going to get some pretty good deals up <clears throat> north of Main Street in Stouffville and, uh, and also in Aurora. So Aurora, the Stone Road area, you've got some really good deals over there too. So Every town, every city has little pockets that you can still get deals in. So what is your advice then to the listener? How do you find those deals? You've got to be on top of the market. So a lot of these deals will, you know, the average days on market is about 24 to 28 days right now throughout the region. The one, the ones that are real deals are going to last maybe two or three days. So you've got to know exactly what's on the market, when it's on the market. You know, we have a map, uh, a, we have an app that uh, our clients use and it's real time. So as soon as a home comes up, they know as they're driving by, they can pull it up on their app. You know, we'd love to share that app with our listeners. We can, uh, you know, message us off of the 105.9, the region site. And what we can do is send you out uh, information on how to download our app. Okay, absolutely. We'll have to repeat that information for our listeners again. Um, so again, go to 1059theregion.com and go to On the Market, and we will provide instructions there on how to download the app. But going back to finding those deals, again, does that mean that you are constantly looking at those listing and, listings and you really can't let it go? You must always be, as you say, on it, on the market? 
to find a deal, you have to be on it. <clears throat> it's no different than the stock market where you're constantly watching it and, you know, you're wanting to jump in at the right time. When you have a realtor searching for you, that's their job. Their job is to make sure that they've bookmarked an area for you and they're on it and they're searching and they're going to find you that deal. So it's really difficult to do because a lot of the third-party sites that are out there aren't real-time. Sometimes they're delayed 24 hours or 48 hours, and if it's a real deal, it's already gone by the time you see it. Right. So is it your responsibility or your agent's responsibility, or how do you work together to make sure you're not behind the eight ball on this? Both. It's uh, for, for our clients, like our website is real-time, but we can see what our clients are searching for, and they can see when things come up. So we work on it together. Whereas <clears throat> some uh, clients would want to go on to different sites. They have their preferred sites. You got to make sure you're on the right site. Okay. When we come back, what to do when the home is bought to tear down and rebuild. And still ahead on the show, this week's hot listing. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him. 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us now is Amit Bindra from Remax Prime Properties. Amit is... He's got a unique situation because he's not only licensed in Ontario, he's also licensed in Manitoba, and he's been one of the top agents in Winnipeg over the years and done a lot of work with infills and rebuilds. Amit, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Asif, and thank you, FM 105.9. Amit, we have a lot of properties in York Region that are on these huge lots, and they're older homes. They're you know, 60, 70 years old. And what we're seeing is people that want the larger lots and they want the larger homes, they don't have much in terms of an option anymore. And, you know, they almost have to go out and buy these older homes and then either tear them down or build on them. Now, you've done a lot of work in Manitoba with homes like this. What does someone in York Region, what should they be looking for if they want to do something like this? Uh, it, it's a great, great thing, um, Asif, and it's been happening a lot in Manitoba, especially in Winnipeg. Uh, a lot of these people, uh, they're going into an established neighborhoods uh, where they're matured neighborhoods, trees, all the amenities are there. Um, generally, the problems with the new developments are there's an issues with the new, um, with the amenities and the schools and all that. It takes time to get to the point where uh, the established neighborhoods took 20, 25 years to get to. Um, what people have to look into, uh, the attraction for these are majority of them are the lot sizes. Uh, what we are seeing even in Manitoba as well as in Ontario, a lot of these new developments, the lot sizes are not big enough. Uh, they're very small as compared to what it used to be 10, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, so a lot of the people, what uh, the driving thing for them to go into established neighborhood is the one, one is the lot sizes. Uh, the second biggest attraction for them is the amenities, amenities for school, convenient schools, daycares, medical facilities, uh, fire halls, uh, shopping centers, um, all those facilities are, and people have, uh, uh, what we are seeing the driving 
factor, one of the biggest driving factors, the mature trees. Anytime you are into the new development, it takes about 15 to 20 years to get a mature tree in the neighborhood. Um, but uh, a lot of these uh, new uh, old establishments has already got that. So with, when you are looking into uh, going into an established neighborhood to build your new dream home, what you need to look at is the lot sizes. You need to uh, look into the zoning, uh, how the zoning is going to work, if the zoning is going to allow you to tear down the existing home and put in a new house. Uh, there could some be restrictions on it. So anybody who's doing that, before they put in a large chunk of uh, money into buying a teardown, they need to look into the local municipality or the local city or the office to consult and see if there is a zoning uh, issue or they can easily tear down the existing home to build a new dream home. Um, another biggest factor is people want uh, in, in an established neighborhood, they, what they look into is uh, building bigger homes uh, with, uh, where their house is a little bit um, further apart from each other, not on top of each other. And what, that's one of the things which new development has and the issues with keeping in mind the size of the lots. So they, um, they want to design the home based on their needs, uh, what they want and how they want to get the feel of the area. So um, in Winnipeg, a lot of these people are going to the established neighborhood and I can see it in the York region itself. A lot of the people want to build their homes uh, or build the new homes into an established neighborhood. Uh, whenever anybody does that, make sure they contact the real estate agent who's licensed, who knows the zoning, who understands the system of tearing down and building their new home. Um, they, they should definitely contact that person and get their guidance on it. And, and not only that, Amit, but you want to make sure that your offer is structured in such a way that if the zoning is not what you need it to be or if the the town doesn't allow you to do what you need to do, that you can get out of this offer, right? Yes. So anytime if you want to, before you do your due diligence, you want to write an offer to purchase a, a property, make sure you write a condition subject to the due diligence uh, because there, uh, I'll give you an example of the street uh, we have in uh, Manitoba where um, you can tear down the house, but you have to use some existing structure to build your new home. For an example, it could be an existing foundation, existing house. You could put an extension to it, but you are not allowed to tear down the whole house and rebuild from the scratch. So there could be some caveats uh, on it. So... Anytime you do it, make sure you write a condition subject to the due diligence. So in case your zoning approval does not come in the way you are looking into it, you can get out of the deal easily without and, any financial loss. And I mean, what are you looking at, like dollars per square foot, to if you were to tear down a place and, and build something new? What are you looking at on average for our listeners to to kind of put dollars and cents to this equation? What would it be per square foot that you're looking at? Um, for, you know, for your creature, it, it all depends. Like when you're doing a custom built home, it all comes down to the finishings you want. It, 
some people have spent $250, some people have spent $600 per square foot. It all comes down to the finishings you want, the structure you want to build. Um, and then, you know, um, sometimes it, it could be it's your dream home, right? You want all the things, all the bells and whistles to it. It, it, could, be, it could get expensive. Uh, but a good range, I would say somewhere in about 250 to $300 is a very good range to begin with and as compared to Manitoba. I'm still looking to do my first project in the York region, so I have, to, I have to do some more calculations on the York region. But 250 to $300 is a good range per square feet uh, for a good finishes, but it could very well be different from that could go up to five, six hundred dollars a square foot, depending on the finishings you choose for your home. So to put that into perspective, like a a mature lot in in Markham or Richmond Hill, say Markham Village or by Mill Pond in Richmond Hill, you're going to be looking at about one point two to one point three million dollars. So to tear that down, you're looking at about three hundred three hundred dollars per square foot on average. So if you wanted to build a three thousand square foot home, now you're looking at about nine hundred thousand dollars added to the the one point two one point three million for the lot that you're paying for, and that's typically going to be where all, uh, where your cost lies. Absolutely, and there is another factor you have to keep it in mind is you know when you tear down the house, uh, you have to keep it. How old is the house? Um, in uh, in Manitoba, some of the older homes have the in- asbestos insulation in it. Mm-hmm. Um, in New York region, if they're very, very old home, there could be an asbestos insulation in the house. So you have to keep it in mind. Now, when you have to tear down that house, you're adding about another fifty to $60,000 just in the teardown cost to, uh, to get rid of the asbestos properly. Another thing you have to look into it is when you're going to an older neighborhood, you have to consider the sewer lines. Sometimes the local area, the municipality, or the water and waste department can ask you to cap off the existing sewer line and put the new connection from your home to the main sewer lines, which could add up another twenty to thirty thousand dollars to connect for the connection, depending on how far are you from the main line. So people have to, when you are taking on a project, you have to keep in mind all these things, all these costs and everything, and these all add up very fast. And at the end of the day, um, you you need to know that you are good for the finances to do something like that. And do you think it's it's worth it? I mean, is it worth the, the cost of investment here just to be in an established, mature neighborhood, especially considering the, the cost of a, of a home right now in Toronto, the GTA, York region? You know... Um, it, it all depends. It's, it comes down to the needs and wants of a buyer. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes people want to do that. They want to be in an established neighborhood, and they'll pay the coin to get into that. Um, and some people, to some buyers, it does not matter where, where they are. I personally, based on the density ratio, it, it's always better to be in an established neighborhood than going into a newer development. I work a lot in newer developments. I have nothing against them. I actually love being into newer developments because there are less restrictions as compared to an established neighborhoods when it comes down to building the homes and everything. But 
people love the mature neighborhoods. People want to be in existing developments and existing establishments where it's convenient for them and their family. And as we close it out a minute, one more thing. If if you're purchasing a home rather than just a lot, if you're purchasing a home on a lot, it's easier to get financing because now the bank sees that there's an existing property on that lot. Whereas if you're just buying a lot itself, it's really hard to get financing on that. Um, I agree to some extent on that, Asif. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked in financial industry for 15 years before I moved to a real estate world. Uh, in what happens in the mortgage, uh, you have to keep it in mind the condition of the home. Right. If the condition of the home is okay, you can easily get the financing on it. And Because if you're just financing the lot, you may have to come up with 50-60% as a down payment on the land value. Uh, but if it's a house, you can get it depending on your financial situation. You have to pay way less uh, as an equity into the house to get it. But if the house is in a very bad shape and the financial institutions are aware of it, sometimes you have to do the appraisals and everything. And if something comes up into the appraisal where you need an engineering report or something, you could be out to luck and you may not get the financing you're looking for on that particular property if the appraisal report says there are issues with engineering and the structure of the house. Whenever you have something like uh, some, a project like this in mind, you have to make sure you have actual proper um, conditions on the offer to purchase uh, subject to financing or engineering report or um, due diligence by uh, the area office for the zoning on it. Great information, Amit. Thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much, Asif, and thank you, FM 105.9. Thank you. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on On the Market. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions. Asif, our first one comes from Jamila in Vaughn. She wants to know, what are the top three questions buyers should ask about buying a home they're interested in? In reality, these questions could change depending on the home, but in general, let's say you want to know when the majors were changed. And by majors, I mean the roof, the furnace, the windows. These are major items that should be replaced every 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years. So you want to make sure that you know the exact dates that that took place. Uh, Second, you want to know the history of the home. So was it ever used as a grow up? Were there any deaths in the house? So any stigmas that could be attached to that property, you want to do your research and your realtor will help you with that. You want to do your research and, and make sure that you know all about the property that you can. And the easiest way to do some of that is talk to the neighbors. So when you're visiting the home, spend some time outside. You'll see people come out and just let them know that you're thinking of moving in there if they know anything. Uh, and the neighbors will tell you. Okay. Uh, lastly, the neighborhood. You want to know not only what the mix is in the neighborhood in terms of demographics and in terms of how many people are renting versus owning, and that's more so for condominium buildings as well, 
but also the schools. You want to know what schools are out there, what's attracting people. Are there parks close by? Are there amenities close by, transportation? So these are things that you want to know about the neighborhood because that's going to uphold your value. Okay. Now, in terms of um, getting to know if the the majors, as you say, the furnish, the roof, et cetera, were changed, how do you find out that information? Is that from the seller that they're going to make that available to you? If it's been done recently, it's a great selling feature. So the sellers will point that out. But you can ask them and say, when was the roof changed? So even if it wasn't in the last three or four years, maybe it was done 10 years ago and it has a 25-year warranty, the seller will usually keep receipts if there is a warranty on the the, uh, the item. So windows, furnace. The other thing that you with the furnace and the air conditioning, you want to make sure they're not leased. Because if you're taking over a, a lease of one of those on a home, you're you're getting into a can of worms. So you want to make sure that it's owned. And if it's not, you want the seller to buy out that contract before you go in. And in terms of you talked about getting to know the neighborhood by talking to the neighbors. Is it also valuable to spend time in the neighborhood, whether that's driving through or walking through the neighborhood, um, whether it's a weekday or a weekend, just to see that change in in climate, shall we say, in the neighborhood? For sure. You can also tell a lot by the vehicles that are parked there or the landscaping and how people maintain their lots. So it is good to spend some time there, especially if you're going out in the wintertime during the evenings. Anytime after six, it's going to be dark. So you want to go back on the weekend or you want to go back during the day or on your lunch break just to see what it's really like there. Okay, Jamila, thank you for that question. That was a good one. Our next one comes from Stephen in Georgina. He asks, what are your best tips to help a buyer negotiate the best price? The best tip would be find out as much as you can about the sellers and and the home itself. You want to know what the motivation is for the sellers to be moving. And trying to find the best deal or negotiate the best deal, it's, it's a really tricky thing because a lot of people will think, negotiation is I want to win, I, they need to lose. But negotiation is win-win. You want to be able to give them something so that you can get what you want out of it. So a lot of times it could be you're giving them the closing date and getting a better price because that's their motivation. They have to be out by a certain date. So the more research your agent can do on that seller, the better it will be for you to get a good deal. And isn't it a good idea as well, especially if you've got a good relationship with your agent, to trust their expertise and their instincts? Definitely, because there's a lot of times where we work certain areas and we know all about the neighborhood. So if we know that by giving them, you know, A, you can get B and B is more beneficial to you, which it could be price, it could be the closing date for yourself, you have to trust us in in saying, you know, don't try to get everything in a negotiation. Try to get what's important to you and let them have what's important to them. And then that's a win-win situation. Okay. Asif, can we squeeze in one more question? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We've got Miriam from Markham, and she wants to know, how can a buyer make their offer stand out? Again, great question. And it's very similar to the previous question where this is from a buyer's perspective, and you want to make sure that you're giving them what they absolutely need. And that's going to help your offer stand out. So whether it's writing a letter to say, hey, you know what, you raised your family here. We want to raise our family here. Whether it's, you know, telling them that if this closing day is important to you, we're very flexible. But, you know, we would like to negotiate a better price. Whether it's, hey, if you want to take your appliances, go ahead. That's not an issue. We'll bring in our own appliances. 
It's knowing the seller situation that's going to get you the better deal. We had great questions this week. They were awesome. And thank you to our listeners for sharing that. And it helps us share information. So that's great stuff. Time now for our hot listing of the week. And Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties is here with the details. Heather, over to you. Thanks, Tina. This week's hot listing is a fabulous two-bedroom, two-bath, stacked townhouse and an amazing location right on historic Main Street in Newmarket. This condo is over 1,200 square feet. It's huge. It's got an open dining living room with views of the park and a river behind. It's got custom-built-in cabinets in the kitchen and beautiful custom-built-in cabinets in both the master and second bedroom. It's very spacious, includes parking, and the maintenance fees on this unit are actually so low. You're looking at $428 a month. Typically, a unit of this size, the maintenance fees would be upwards of $800 a month. So, Asif, what do you think about this place? For that uh, amount of square footage, not only the price per square footage, but the maintenance fee, it's phenomenal. It's a great starter home, or even if for people that are smart sizing, it's a great way for them to you know, not only move out of their home, but still have a, a home which is 1,200 square feet. So you're in between the condo and you know, your, your larger home. Heather, you refer to this property as a stacked townhouse. What exactly is that? So essentially, it's a townhouse with either another townhouse on the bottom or just another unit. It could be one level, it could be two levels, it depends. Typically, the bottom level will be mid-grade and I'll have a little bit of a walk down to go under. So you're looking usually at no more than four or five stories. Terrific. Okay, one more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information and the list price, of course. Okay, this unit, it's two bedrooms, two bathrooms. It includes parking. It's over 1,200 square feet located on historic Main Street and Newmarket and offered for $445,000. They can contact Christopher Moy with Remax Prime Properties at 905-554-5522. Terrific. Thanks, Heather. Thanks, Tina. Asif, that's our show. That's awesome. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.